This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Gusto, online payroll and benefits service built for modern small businesses. And keep listening, I'm going to tell you how to get three months free. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance and my guest today is Rory Vaden. He's a New York Times bestselling author of two books, Take the Stairs, Seven Steps to Achieving True Success and Procrastinate on Purpose. That's a catchy title, isn't it? Five Permissions to Multiply Your Time. He's also the co-founder with his wife of an organization called Brand Builders Group. And we're going to talk about his journey as well as personal branding. So Rory, thanks for joining me. Yeah, John, it's good to be here. We've known each other for years, but we've never actually sat down and made this happen. So I always love to to, to, kind of have... Not not like starting at second grade, but maybe you know what what's your entrepreneurial you know journey been? I mentioned your books, which you know were were a few years ago, and now kind of a newish venture for you uh, in the personal branding space. So, kind of what what's led you to here? Yeah, well, um, so when I I was raised by a single mom who sold Mary Kay cosmetics. So I know more about makeup than I do about cars. Um, And I grew up around direct sales. And when I was in college, I was in a direct sales company. I went door to door for five years. Um, I made about $250,000 in college and grad school during my summers. Um, And then after that, decided, um, you know, I wanted to start a company to be the, the world's greatest sales training company. And so me and uh, a friend that I had met and a girl that was someone he knew started our former company um, back in 2006. We grew that to about 200 people. It was an eight-figure business. And my wife, uh, that girl became my wife. So that her name is AJ. Um, so we met as business partners originally. And, um, and then when we exited out of that company back in 2018, we started a new company in a, in a different space. Um, we still do one-on-one coaching, but we focus exclusively on personal brand strategy. So we don't do sales training anymore. We do more of what you, I guess it's really more of what you would consider like digital marketing for, for individual people, personal yeah. brands. So w- would you say that, uh, you know, a lot of people think about the the whole door-to-door thing, you know, with terror probably, <laughs> would you say that yes. that's uh, uh, potentially a great training ground for a lot of life skills? <laughs> I would say it was horrible. I did not enjoy it. Uh, you know, I, I, there were some parts about the person I became in the process that were really, you know, good. But I actually think, I think my desire for marketing has come from doing sales the hardest possible way, which is residential door to door, the most intrusive, interruptive, unwelcome form of selling there is in someone's home. Um, and starting that way. And then I actually went and worked, uh, in uh, corporate enterprise phone sales for a while before we started our sales training company, which, you know, that was a great experience. We grew that, grew that company, um, quickly, but it, you know, through the course of all that, it was like constantly motivating and teaching people to make these interruptive calls versus going the tools of the day make it to where you can have people call you and they can be 80% sold by the time they reach your website or, or, you know, by the time that you get on the phone with them made so much more sense. And, 
um, you know, we we kind of just define personal branding as the digitization of reputation. And some people go, I don't need a personal brand. I'm not an influencer. I'm not a right. fitness model right. or I'm not an author. But actually, all of us would say we all need a reputation. Reputation matters. Reputation is is critical. And and now that's just being digitized through these different platforms. And so people can know you, they can like you, they can trust you before they ever actually talk to you. And that is so powerful. And I think that's why we got into this space. Well, in, in, in a lot of ways, um, you know, that that's been the transition of sales and sales training. I mean, I, a lot of people are still, you know, it's like mind for leads and, you know, do the numbers and there's still a lot of that going on. But I think yeah. a lot of professional sales folks have said, hey, I can build, if I build a bit of a reputation, particularly a reputation for adding value, for being an expert, for being able to produce great content, you know, does that give me a leg up when, you know, it's really just me and the other salesperson? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's interesting because, you know, uh, our brand builders group, we work with a lot of authors and speakers and, you know, TV personalities, people like that. But, but most of our audience is still small business owners, entrepreneurs, um, financial advisors, insurance agents, real estate agents, you know, fitness coaches, life coaches, where it's like they they kind of would be thought of as a classic salesperson, yeah. and they're realizing yeah. the same thing. They're going, "There's a there's a there's a smarter way to do this that I can give value, I can make impact, I can improve lives, and use that as lead generation for my business." So a lot of your uh, early work was, and you're probably going to have a better word for this, but kind of in the realm of, of you know, psychological development, <laughs> uh, you know, and obviously that led to sales. But, but even, you know, the, the, the talk about procrastination and, and, you know, kind of positioning that with self-discipline, you know, as a, as a yeah. practice. I mean, how, how, um, how have those continued? Uh, and feel free to talk about, you know, either of those books, but how have those continued into your work today? I mean, do, do you feel like they influence it? Totally. So that's a really good question. You know, it's interesting as an entrepreneur, when you exit a business and then, you know, there's certain things you can and can't do for certain times usually. <laughs> well, it's it's caused us to go interesting. You know, I built my career as being the take the stairs guy. You know, my that was the the the, the, the New York Times bestselling book all about, as you said, the psychology of overcoming procrastination. And then my second book was based on my TED Talk, uh, which was a viral TED Talk on how to multiply time. Um, and here's here's what I've realized. Actually, I've spent my entire life, John, studying the psychology of influence. Mm -hmm. If someone were to say, what do you really care about? What do you love? What do you study? It would be influence. And the way I would describe that is, uh, I think of it in levels of influence as like concentric circles where the first tier is influencing yourself. That is what take the stairs and procrastinate purpose is all about. Then influencing one other person, I would call that sales. It's everything we spent 12 years building is how to have, you know, conversations with people and, and, you know, ethical persuasion. Then a level up from that is leadership, which is influencing a team. And then a level out from that, I would call personal branding, or which is influencing a community. You know, you could call it marketing. It's it's still the the same psychology of how do you get someone to take action is is universal is the universal thread I think through all of my work, starting with how do I get myself to take action, 
all the way back through Take the Stairs. So we're realizing that that is really the through line of what we study and love doing. So in helping people, particularly individuals, as you've noted, uh, build personal brands, I mean, I don't know, 10 years ago, that was a new concept. It wasn't really hard to do. <laughs> you know, you if you got on Twitter early enough, you know, you you you, know, you had a bit of a head start on on people doing that. But now, you know, it's 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 a proven sort of practice. It's a proven tactic in in the world, or or probably more of a strategy in the world of of you know marketing or mark you know marketing yourself. Um, has that um, has that really made it much harder? to kind of cut through the clutter because, you know, everybody that's got a YouTube channel now, you know, wants to be seen as a, you know, a personal brand star. Yeah. Well, that's, it's interesting because one of the things that happened when we exited our company is I had to start all of my social media over. I had to start my email list over. I had to start my podcast over. So I, I was one of the original kind of, you know, one of the, in that first wave of personal brands. And I will say it's a lot harder to do it now. Yeah. Like it's been very, it's been scra- scrapping um, to do it. And, and the reason is because of what you're saying. The problem is noise, right? Mm-hmm. Is there's, there's so many people um, vying for attention. And we use this illustration that we refer to as Sheehan's wall, um, which um, is named after a gentleman named Peter Sheehan, who was the the original person that I kind of heard this concept from, and we've kind of a- adapted it to personal brands. But that basically, in any industry, in any environment, in any ecosystem, there are people who are unknown, and there are those that are known, and then in between them is a wall, an in, an invisible wall, and we're trying to break through from being unknown to known. And what what happens is there's a lot of people trying to do that. And so we hear a lot of conflicting advice, like you should have all these different messages on all these different platforms. And most people bounce off the wall. And this is something we talked about in Take the Stairs and all the way back in that first book, which is that if you have diluted focus, you get diluted results. And so the way to break through the wall is to become the world's expert on one thing that you know inside and out. And then once you break through the wall and you're on the other side of the wall, then you can expand into other things. But it's really about being crystal clear on that that one that one thing of how you can add value in people's lives. So let's drill down to that one thing because I, I see, and I think this is a mistake. I see a lot of people take that advice and go, oh, okay, I'm going to be like the, the person who knows TikTok better than anybody. That's going to be my one thing. And then two years later, TikTok's not a thing <laughs> anymore. So is the one thing like a transformation or a point of view as opposed to a platform? That's really, you know, that's where I've seen the people. There are definitely people that you see that are famous because they have a million YouTube folks, but they're, they're using YouTube to transform people or to express a point of view. And I think that people get really confused about that when they hear that like niche down, you know, kind of advice. Yeah, so it, it's not so much the platform, although I would say there's some value to the platform, which we can talk about. But but to, to say clearly, for us, the genesis of a personal brand starts by answering one simple question with one word, which is what problem do you solve? Right. That's it. One and, and most entrepreneurs and personal brands cannot answer that question in one word. They stumble and struggle to figure out like what is the problem that I'm really helping people solve. Then f- from there, it's like, what is my message? What is my one sentence solution for how to solve that problem? And that is also something 
you know, most authors struggle to describe their book in one sentence. They can write an entire book. Speakers can do a 60 minute speech, but they can't tell you in one sentence, what is the core premise? And that's, that, that is going to, is going to, that's a real challenge that uh, is going to work against them. Now, to, to your question about the platform, I actually think there is there is short-term value to breaking through the wall on a platform. This is how Gary Vaynerchuk did it, right? Yeah. It was wine. One thing he talked about, wine, on YouTube. And that was where he really broke through. And then Twitter kind of accelerated it. You know, Mari Smith has kind of always been like the Facebook yeah. the Facebook queen. There's a lot of, a lot of YouTubers. So they break through. The truth is there's not one wall. The truth is there are, there are several walls, you know, and breaking through and being dominating TikTok can be a great thing if you can then transfer that audience into a bigger pond and a bigger pond and a bigger pond. And then, you know, eventually one day we're all competing with Dwayne Johnson and Kim Kardashian. Um, and we have so much reach that we inherently have a lot of trust because of the reach that we have. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it is a tough thing because, you know, you also see a lot of people that are, you know, famous and I'm doing air quotes right now. Uh, and, they, and they're really not making, you know, the amount of revenue that people think or the amount of money that they want to make. Totally. <laughs> you know, and then you see the opposite of that. You see people, it's like, I never heard of that person. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, they've got a hundred million dollar business, but they just don't talk about it. <laughs> you know, and, and so yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's the confusing part for a lot of people. Yeah, I think that's totally confusing. And it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of people, we call it being Twitter rich and dollar poor, yeah, right? Like yeah, we've got yeah. lots of, lots of followers. And, and honestly, some of the clients, uh, you know, there's a good number of clients that we work with that come to us for that problem. You know, they're yeah, a reality yeah. TV star. They've got hundreds of thousands of followers, but there's a big difference between a pile of followers and a pile of money. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's something that we refer to as um, the reputation formula. So, you know, I brought up that word reputation, which is part of what we're super passionate about. And you go, where, what is reputation? Where does it come from? We say results times reach equals reputation. Results times reach. So results is kind of like, that's the money. That's the experience. That's the integrity. That's the like, I have done something significant. But reach also matters. Because if you have the best product in the world, but I don't know about it, I still can't buy it, um, right? Like, so reputation is evolving because most mm -hmm. of us trust people who have large reach, even though they we don't know anything about their results. We assume because yeah. they have so many followers, they must know what they're talking about. And it's really a balance of both, but it's it's almost scary in a way how, I mean, if you look at actors, right? Like, Actors influence political elections. And it's like, why do we listen to what an actor thinks about <laughs> politics more than, you know, someone else or someone who yeah, yeah, does yeah. it all day, every day? It's just because they have so much reach that that it's a factor. It's a part of reputation. And now let's hear from this week's sponsor. Look, paydays are great, but running payroll, calculating taxes, deductions, compliance, that's not easy. Unless, of course... You have Gusto. Gusto is simple online payroll and benefits built just for small businesses. Gusto automatically files your payroll taxes and directly deposits your team's pay. Plus, 
You can offer all kinds of other benefits, 401ks, health insurance, workers' comp, and more. And because you're a listener to this show, you're going to get three months free once you run your first payroll. So go to gusto slash tape. That's gusto slash T-A-P-E and tell them John sent you. So, so, so let's go back a little bit to your process. Um, and, and you started, sure. you know, kind of like, what problem do I solve? Do you have people that come to you that just can't articulate it? Or do you have people that come to you and, and because I see this a lot too, is that, you know, I do a lot of things, you know? And so if I'm going to identify like that one thing, does that mean that I'm going to narrow my focus and just do that one thing? I mean, do you have people that, that, that just have to actually unearth the problem they solve from the actual business? I would say most commonly, yes, they, they, well, the truth is they are distracted. They are doing too many things. They yeah. are not clear on yeah. what problem are they trying to solve. And so they're trying to solve many. And, you know, the, the reality of being an entrepreneur, I mean, if you put on the entrepreneur hat, um, I like to think of it as like when you're an entrepreneur and you're starting, if you're bootstrapping a company, um, it's like being chased by a bear. And your shoes untied, one shoe is off, your shirt's like hanging off. And, but it's like, you can't stop to tie your shoe. Like you just got to freaking run. Like you have to outrun the bear. And at some point you get far enough ahead of the bear that you can slow down and go, okay, let me figure out what I'm really doing. Right. So it's not always so neat and organized in the beginning, but at, at some point you got to, you, you go, gosh, how, how do I, well, well, let me share this way. The best piece of branding advice I've ever received Okay, this is not a quote from me. This is a quote from a guy named Larry Wingett. He said, the goal is to find your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others. Find your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others. Is that if we're all operating out of this uniqueness, this thing that we're truly passionate about, that is, you know, that is where greatness can really happen. That's where art can really happen. It's where breaking through the wall really, really happens. But so you know, to your question, I think a lot of people stumble to articulate it. And it's, it's one, because they haven't thought about it. They're not clear on it. And a lot of people are doing a lot of things, but through the process of narrowing and helping them get clear on it, it improves, it improves the velocity of that message because there's clarity about who they're trying to reach and uh, what they're communicating to them. And, and they can solve it in a deeper way. The clearer you are about the problem, the more obvious the solution becomes. And, um, you know, so that's, that's, it's hard work. It's, yeah. it's hard work to do it. Well, and I've actually, I've actually said that for years that, you know, people don't, half the time they don't want what we sell. They certainly don't know that that's going to be, you know, going to, be the solution for them. They just want their problem solved. And if we can articulate what their problem actually is, we can help them make that connection to our solution. Um, Amen. And I, think, I think a lot of people miss that. We just want to talk about our solution and, and people haven't been invited to understand, you know, how that solves their problem. Definitely. And here's yeah. the thing too, right? Is, is, is if somebody can articulate the problem that you are experiencing, you don't even have to know the solution. You assume <laughs> right, that right. because they understand your problem so well that they that they 
they can help you solve it because the only person who would know it so well is someone who lives with it, has been through it themselves or studied it their entire life. And, and, you know, we talk about that when we, we get into marketing copy, um, we teach this framework called the 15 P's, which is like just a checklist for how to write copy. And one of the P's is pain. And we say the way that you write pain is to describe their life as it exists today in the absence of your solution. When you can describe their life as it exists today in the absence of their solution, you're, it's not just a psychological like, ooh, talk about the pain. It's that when, when you do that, they go, oh my gosh, this person knows me. They yeah. understand me. They get it. And, and, and it's a demonstration of credibility. And I'm sure you've experienced this when you've uh, presented on the stage, you know, and some percentage of people go, eh, that was, you know, that was okay. You know, I, I don't know um, some things to think about. And then, you know, some people come up to you afterwards. just like, I thought you were like in my business, you know, watching <laughs> me all day long, you know, it's cause you really, just what you said, you connected with what they were experiencing right now in some way. And, you know, I think that's, you know, that's the challenge for, for all of our messaging, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the clues to your uniqueness. Okay. So, so you mentioned we do one-on-one coaching, right? Like that's our, that's all we do. That's our primary business model is one-on-one coaching. We don't do video courses. We don't, we don't do anything else. Like we do human to human coaching. And one of the things we teach our coaches to look for when they're working with somebody is that you're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. Mm, that's great. great. All, all of us are most powerfully positioned to serve the person we once were because we understand that pain in such a visceral way. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's part of why we we chose uh, this you know Brand Builders Group as our next business because it was like, I spent my whole life wanting to be a speaker and an author and build a, build a, you know, impact people and then going, crap, I got to learn all these digital tools to maximize my reach. And it's like, I understand that pain so well. And, and, you know, it, we went on a 20 year journey that really could have been done in five. If we had somebody go and do this, then this, then this in this order, because it's possible to do the right thing in the wrong order. And we did a lot of that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, <laughs> Rory, I know you uh, offer a, uh, a free coaching session to folks that are listening. If somebody's thinking, I need to build a personal brand or I need to get my personal brand back on track. Um, where can they find uh, uh, that uh, uh, ability to yeah. get that free session? Yeah, absolutely. So you can request a, a free call with one of our strategists. Um, and if you go to freebrandcall.com forward slash duct tape, freebrandcall.com forward slash duct tape, right? As in duct tape marketing podcast. <laughs> um, then uh, you can fill out a form and and we'll, we'll be able to tell if if you're a real good fit for what we need. And if, if you are, we'll do a free, we'll do a first call with you for free. Uh, if not, we'll give you free resources and try to connect you where we can, but um, freebrandcall.com forward slash duct tape. Yeah, that's got, got my own branding on it on that page. So awesome. <laughs> well, Rory, it was great uh, catching up with you finally. As you said, it's been a long time. We've come in. We should have done this. Uh, hopefully, we uh, we can catch up uh, with you sometime soon when we're all back out there on the road. Yeah, well, I really appreciate it, John. I appreciate you so much what you've been doing. And I mean, you're just a great example of someone who's been delivering so much value to an audience for so long, year after year after year. 
and you know, it's built your reputation to what it is. So thanks oh, for having me. I'm blushing now. Thanks for it.